This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Eric Stokeby, Fourth Generation, Missouri Meerschaum, and ThisPipeLife.com. We thank them for their support of this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD. Hey, Bo. Good evening, man. Man, good evening to you, sir. How are you doing? <laughs> you know, just loving it. Just loving it. Uh, t- man, you've been all over the world, huh? It's uh yeah yeah I just got done globe you, hopping. You went to uh the to the no I was about to say to the continent but <laughs> you didn't go to the continent you went to you went to a uh, foggy London town. Went to the motherland, my friend. That's right. Yeah. That's right. How was it, dude? It was uh you know it was amazing. I saw a lot of uh, a lot of pictures uh with Yorkist things behind you and then oh and then some gosh. other some other pictures of uh disparaging some some Lancastering Lancastrian <laughs> uh things behind you and, yeah. and, and and you had a little fun with that. You know it was but, uh, fun. I, I I don't think I even took a picture of this, but by there's a gate uh, as part. Of the kind of the big park they have there and it's it's a it's a huge kind of uh, a landmark called Lancaster Gate and uh, so there's a lot of hotels did you, did named you, after Lancaster did you did you did you pee on it I did not urinate <laughs> Uh, Lancaster Gate. Did I want to? Should I have? Would it have been morally and ethically right for I, me maybe, to? Maybe that particular Lancaster was a pretty stand-up guy. Well, regardless, somebody did have next to the gate like a painted picture of a big red rose right there. <laughs> and so, you know, they know what they were doing. The cool thing, though, man, I, I found this bar. Actually, it was this, this historic pub. My wife, while I was there, sent me a, uh, a blog post with kind of a list of all these historic pubs in London. And uh, this, this one particular pub that I just absolutely fell in love with uh, was called the City of York. Yeah. And it was spelled in a very like British way, right? It had like one too many E's and there was like an S there for no reason. Okay. okay. You know, that kind of thing. And, uh, and <laughs> but the cool thing is it's, it's this huge, like tall historic building that's like flanked on either side by these like very modern looking buildings. And, uh, and it's got the big white rose of York. Yeah. Uh, and so you walk in and, and even it's like, beautiful. uh, on the, uh, like above the bar, there's these wooden, um, uh, barrels on top of these casks of beer. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and like just gorgeous beer. They've got, they actually, uh, in the back, they had this arch with the, uh, the white rose of York. So I stood under it and took my picture and, uh, I was like, man, I'm, I'm home. This is, it's, it, you felt connected, didn't you? It has my name on it. Yeah. They, they got yeah. like, exceptional beer. I had a uh, like a, a flank or a, what, whatever you call it, like a husk of lamb. I don't know what the right phrase. I'll a husk Not of a husk. lamb. <laughs> it, what, what did they say on, on Family Guy? It's like I'd like a desk of cheese. It a whole <laughs> a whole desk. <laughs> desk. No, but this was like it's a big chunk of lamb, man. Pallets of uh, cake or it whatever. Was, it was gorgeous. But I got to tell That's you, awesome. Man. After eating nothing but fish and chips, bangers and mash. <laughs> And uh, and more pudding than I know what to do with. Yeah, I don't know what. Yeah, what would you do with all that pudding? I ate it, and now I've got to not eat anything <laughs> for a long time, and I can get back to being healthy. Dude, man. Tell tell our our folks that a lot of a lot of our you know friends that tune in regularly kind of know what's going on, but I, I've got to just kind of give you the opportunity to do this uh, unashamedly. What what tell us why again we were over there, buddy? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, there they uh, there's a um, I guess conference that occurs every year called New Media Europe. Yeah, um, that very heavily focused on podcasting, although they talk about uh, blogs and content marketing as a whole. But uh, yeah, I was actually asked to go and speak uh, about podcasting. I was on a panel with uh, some really great folks. They actually had a, a, a producer for The Guardian. Uh, they had a yeah. uh, a former producer for the BBC who's now a, a radio consultant and, uh, and myself. And, uh, and <laughs> <laughs> they had like uh, someone from The Guardian and right. the BBC and then Hi y'all! <laughs> oh come on, man! I, I do was, Country Squire Radio. It was uh, it was good. No, Way down in Mississippi. It was good. You put I, your shoes on though. Right? I did put my shoes on. Good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I did not. I did not shave. I wish I I had, but I had this like ridiculous beard growing. Uh, but no, it was a great discussion. Great folks. There. It was great to see what the the European uh, podcasting market is like. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Cool. Uh, of course, talk about the Satchel Podcast Player, which uh, was great to kind of uh, discuss. We we actually we got a good number of podcasts actually registered with Satchel from the UK. So. It was it was nice to get a chance to meet some of our uh, our users and yeah. find out how best we can uh, improve the overall programming. So it was, it was a lot of fun, man. Good. I hope y'all had you know just a, a good time uh, vacationing as well as you know doing all this work stuff. Well, right? I gotta tell you, you know one of the things I love to do whenever I travel is yeah. is go to the local tobacconist and, and yeah. try to capture some audio. Well, I, I you know when I when I got there, I was a little nervous about trying to figure out the tube system or the the subway system. Yeah, the tube. Yeah, and uh, and so I never. Did, did you see that sign that says "Mind the"? Gap. Mind the gap. Yeah. <laughs> like don't don't look don't watch your step. It's mind the gap. Right, right. I think uh, here we typically say please stand clear of the doors. Yeah. But I used to gap. know that in uh, in Spanish. 
Spanish as well. Because uh, they do that at uh, Disney Something World. Something Las Puertas, right? They do that at Disney World. <laughs> I remember that from the Epcot Center. Uh, but yeah, no, no, no. So, uh, so it took me a while to figure it out. And by the time I did and actually got out to the uh, the local tobacconist there, which is, uh, I believe it's called J.J. Fox. Oh, I'm going to butcher that. I know I am. But it's like one of the, the oldest tobacconists Well, it was probably there. James Fox, right? Did you yeah. buy this there? So that's the thing. I yeah. went there and I, I picked up some tobacco. Yeah, and, James, um, James Fox. Yeah. They were so very welcoming. Unfortunately, I missed their pipe specialist. And so uh, it, it sound, sounded like he'd be a really cool guy to have on the show at some point. So we may have to try to uh, figure out the time difference. And maybe yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Point. But uh, I, I missed getting a chance to capture some audio, but I did capture some great pictures, posted those out to Facebook and picked up some tobacco, which is yeah. going to play into the show a little bit later on. Um, but first, before we jump into our topic, man, any, anything uh, going on here that you want to share about? Dude, you know, I, it's just been an exciting few weeks. I mean, uh, as we <laughs> talked about uh, last time I was on the show, I guess we, uh, yeah, I bought the shop. I was about to say, <laughs> you, you bought the shop. And I bought the country squire. It feels like Santa Claus came by because all the stockings are stuffed. It does. All, all the all the little uh, jars are full and the, you know, the sugar plums have danced in on my head multiple nights in a row. And uh, <laughs> yeah, man, it's been great. We've, uh, it, it's just nice to have a fully stocked store and, uh, you know, a lot of new things we're introducing here at the shop. We'll be coming out with some new tobacco blends, hopefully in the near future. But um, also rolling out a lot of new uh, tin tobaccos that we've never carried before, as well as uh, several pipe brands. So, um, yeah, but it, it's been fun just to see the excitement of our local pipe community. I feel so validated and affirmed uh, of our little shop, just kind of, um, you know, a lot of lot of new energy coming into it. And, um, you know, to be honest, it's just it's just it's been a big honor. So, uh, yeah, things are things are good here, man. Well, I got to I got to know, man. While I was gone, y'all had the uh, the the big Father's Day event. We did, we did. We partnered with um, our friends at Fourth Generation Pipes and Kamoi Pipes and did uh, Father's Friends and Fire uh, at the Country Squire, and it was great. We had a uh, we had probably 35, 40 people show out for the event. So, uh, big turnout. Oh, right. It's always surprising these reps come to town to put on these events, you know, and they're always like, man, you know, Mississippi generally doesn't even isn't even covered normally by a lot of these big companies and their their sales reps. You know, they're like, well, who's going to go? You know, who picks the short straw to go down there? <laughs> go kind of thing. And so they, they come to this little shop and they're like, man, this little shop, they order so many pipes, but it's in the middle of nowhere. And like, <laughs> you know, how on earth could they sustain this? And then they come out and then we have all these pipe smokers that just show up and smoke all their product. And it's uh, it's always uh, just really neat to see folks come out uh in a place like this but uh yeah we had a great turnout uh sold just a ton of kamoi pipes and fourth gen pipes and uh was really happy to see all the energy around that so uh, i i got to smoke tobaccos from them that i guess i'd never had before um and you know particularly the cask 11 uh from kamoi was just a huge huge hit uh, really you know we had a had a lot of folks um you know ask for that one i think that was their english english one there there was also a port wood which was uh um, I believe a Virginia that had been lightly topped with maybe some port wine, which Ooh. was kind of interesting. Um, and a spiced Virginia too, which was kind of a clean, aromatic, uh, you know, Virginia like blend, but, you know, with some, uh, some kind of cinnamon topping or something like that on it that made it, uh, made it real pleasant. But Man, yeah, that's awesome. Just had a ton of really good tobaccos out. And, uh, yeah, we sold, uh, so sold sold almost everything we had. So it, it was great. Good turnout. And, uh, you know, if you ever are close by a tobacconist that's doing an event like that, particularly if they've got a rep come in and have a lot of uh, free, you know, samples to give out and that kind of thing, please, uh, please take them up on that. Well, that's awesome, man. Yep. Great that everybody got a chance to experience uh, those great products from Kamoi and, of course, Fourth Generation. And, uh, and uh, you know, all the better because, of course, Fourth Generation, yeah, oddly uh, enough, sponsor for this program. That's right. <laughs> uh, we actually uh, like to feature different pipes and tobaccos from our sponsors. And, man, we got a great pipe and tobacco from Fourth Generation to talk about tonight. Yeah. The uh, Fourth Generation 1855 uh, Eric Peters blend is actually what brings our show to you tonight. It's a ready rubbed blend of exceptionally mature Virginia tobaccos with characteristics of natural sweet Virginia taste and pleasant aroma. Mm. And of course, it's available in a 40 gram and 100 gram tin. So, uh, just 1855? Got 1855. It was right. a very good year. Well, it, it, I was going to break out the song. <laughs> it, 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 was, it was a very good year. <laughs> uh, so something, good year. something important in the Stokeby family happened that year. In 1855. Uh, yeah. Now, that's the beautiful thing about these fourth generation tobaccos, man. They they speak to the history of this family that has been uh, just so. Uh, what do you, your your word is prolific? Yeah, uh, pro- so so uh, prolific in the in the pipe and, and tobacco ubiquitous. world. 
Ubiquitous as well, yeah. Now you you would like to say prolific. I, I that's a that's a J that's a JD JDism right there. <laughs> so is slap your mama and uh what what are some of those other things people make fun of me for saying? Uh the what do you that what, uh, that dog will hunt. That dog will that hunt thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's another JDism. <laughs> but oh. yeah, so 1855, not only is there a wonderful tobacco, but also uh, a pipe inspired a by beautiful this pipe here. to go with it as yeah. well. Yeah. The eighteen fifty five fourth generation pipe is a uh, a bent billiard or or maybe a large egg you might call it, but uh certainly Certainly a traditionally shaped pipe in the Danish uh, style with kind of a flare like that. Got a beautiful uh, copper colored band on that pipe uh, with an acrylic mouthpiece that has just the right amount of curvature. Um, and this pipe, think mm. of, uh, you know, just a real solid, sturdy billiard with a, a thick rim and a deep bowl. So uh, good for kind of that all night porch porch sitting evening, uh, maybe with a choice beverage. And uh, of course, you have a dark porter finish, which is the um, uh, signature sandblast that they have, as well as a mature orange finish, a natural uh, vintage natural finish, and the burnt sienna finish. Uh, I have to be honest, you know, we had a ton of these pipes here for the um, Father's Friends and Fire event last week. Yeah, yeah. And, and that... That, um, you know, all the finishes obviously are, are very attractive, but man, if you're just a grain sucker, like a sucker for just beautiful grain, yeah. like that, that vintage natural finish, it, it is just, it is outstanding. Really I mean, I, I think they just, the grain. It, it does, they, they pick some really, um, just really high end, uh, pieces of wood to, to make those pipes out, particularly the ones that they use for that grain and, uh, just very, very stunning. But even the, the sandblasted pipes are just extremely well done. So, um, yeah, 1855 is a big hit and, uh, we hope you check it out. Man, fourth generation, just a quality brand. I mean, if, if, if you're rocking a fourth gen pipe, that means you're rocking a pipe with quality. And it really, I think, sends a message to those around you that, uh, you know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean, you, you didn't just pick up a pipe out of the basketball. You got, you got something of quality that really, uh, uh, has a style all its own. So y'all check it That's out, 4th right. Gen. Again, thanks to Eric Stokeby and the good folks at 4thGenerationTobacco.com for sponsoring the show. All right, man, we've got a tobacco talk tonight, which means that yeah, we this is take fun. two different tobaccos and actually review them here on the, on the podcast. Uh, now, you know, yeah. generally speaking, we we sometimes do a 10 and, and kind of a, a not 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, loose leaf, how, how do you define a yeah, not Yeah, well, 10? I just say uh, one of our house blends. Yeah, typically. one of the house blends. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're mixing up just a little bit tonight. I actually, you know, uh, I mentioned I was in London, of course. We've talked about that. And I, I stopped by the uh, the tobacconist. And actually, uh, uh, Pappy Joe's good at holding us accountable. He, he's uh, correcting me. It's James <laughs> J. Fox. Uh, and it's uh, and it's bankers. Uh, the bankers is actually what I picked up. Here. The bankers, right? The bankers, uh, Fox Blend, and uh, and so yeah, I, I stopped into this tobacco shop. Beautiful experience. They got a wonderful shop. Uh, but man, this is my first time picking up some tobacco from outside of the country. And of yeah, course, yeah. you know, regulations are different no matter where you are in the country in terms of how you can actually present and market your tobacco. And uh, man, I got to tell you. Over in the UK, they are struggling over there. It's kind of depressing, dude. They've yeah. got they've so they've got on this ten. You know, um, what what's interesting? Let me let me just real quickly uh, yeah, yeah, tell yeah. our our listeners that aren't viewing. But uh, Bo actually brought this tin of uh, Fox the Banker's Tobacco back from from England. Uh, and then I actually have an American version of this exact same tin. Right. And so we, we get to kind of compare them side to side. Bo, why don't you d- describe describe the one you've got? Yeah. That uh, looks like it came out of uh, The Shining. Or <laughs> right. right. Well, I mean, you know, at the, at the, you look at the top of it, and of course yeah. you got the uh, uh, signature Fox logo, the bankers right underneath it, pipe tobacco mix, London on the left, Dublin on the right. Uh, and then as you kind of go down, you've got this big, massive me- uh, messaging with the exact same size, if not larger than the actual brand on it. Uh, it says, smoking seriously harms you. And, and others around you, period. And on the backside, you've got a lovely photo ah! of, uh, of the innards of uh, someone who, uh, who I guess has not been smoking on the left is what they're implying. And on the right, uh, this is obviously somebody who has been very unhealthy in their smoking practices. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, I think that's a, I mean, those are lungs, right? We're the, looking at pictures of lungs. They, they're either lungs or like a slow roasted uh, pot roast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and barbecue so sauce. I got to tell you, man, you know, it's funny because I brought this home. Yeah. And of course, my wife, my wife sees it and, and she was kind of like laughing at it when she saw it. I said, I, I said, yeah, it's, can y'all, can y'all see I, that? I feel like there needs to be, you know, I, like, look, if, if you're going to do this kind of marketing, then I, I feel like, you know, turnaround is fair play. Shouldn't, should not also, you know, on your bacon containers that say, you know, bacon can, can kill you. And then also have a picture of like the inside of your intestines all clogged up and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No cholesterol. Kidding. Man. But, Krispy Kreme should definitely have Krispy Kreme kills on every single box. I agree. Yeah. Cause it is, but it's totally worth it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, there lies the argument. I'm just saying that this, this, uh, it seems, it seems interesting, if not completely odd and, and somewhat disgusting that these are kind of the, 
uh, the regulations yeah. that they got over there, man. I, and, of you know, course, we were, I, I think a lot of countries are moving in this direction, though, Bo. You know, we've got uh, obviously I, I don't think whoever's lungs these are on the back of this was was probably enjoying, uh, you know, uh, what do they cost? What, how much did you pay for this tin over there? Like what? 50, 40 quid or something. So that sounds about no, I don't think it was that much. I, I can't remember exactly what the breakdown is because of the exchange rates. Yeah, and everything. it probably it was more than thirty dollars though. Yeah, that, I mean it was more than thirty U.S. dollars. That, that sounds about. I guarantee right. you for that ten, it was more you, than that. Because you, because you, it, basically what it is, you, you, the price, and then you double it, but then you cut it in half. I can't remember. Yeah, but but anyway, this is you know I I, I don't think uh, the 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 lungs uh, featured on the back of this or the uh, you know barbecued chicken as you as you <laughs> refer to it. Uh, right. You know I don't think that was re- uh, caused by uh, the bankers from uh, James Fox Tobaccos, but it. it it's funny, uh, the, the tin I have, uh, it, most of the Fox tobaccos in America, actually both the the, uh, the tobaccos we're talking about tonight, are imported by our good friend Steve Monjour with Monjour International. Really uh, just a great guy. He's one of those people in the industry that when you get to know him, you just – uh, you just want to order everything from him because he's just such a good person. Oh, man, <laughs> but that's awesome. uh, Steve is great. And of course, he uh, on this side of the pond has the opportunity to put this large uh, gold um, – sticker on top of all that that uh just says fine pipe tobacco and, and so we we appreciate that very much <laughs> i just i don't know man i mean I, that's not the topic for tonight but yeah. i just it, it it i kind of i hated it for the yeah. for the tobaccoist over there because i mean they've got this beautiful quality store just you know there's a there's a country charm to the country squire as the name would yeah. imply yeah this had more of a don't take this the wrong way. This no, is more no. of like a classy type. Yeah, of no, no, feel like to it. yeah, it's a uh, um, it, more upscale, upscale. Saks Fifth Avenue kind of thing. That's good. Yeah, and so you know to have that, and then to also have that on the products, it just yeah, I don't know, it frustrated me. Yeah, and, and like I said, it's you know, I, you know, I just I think that turnaround's fair play. If that's going to be your regulations on on one product, it should be your regulations across the board. Of course, well, I bash the cigarette companies for using similar practices several episodes ago. <laughs> so I got a double standard and I'm fine with that. Let's talk about the tobacco. Let's function. talk about the tobacco, man. Well, th- this is great. I- I'm so glad this is really funny and timely that you brought this one back. And when Bo and I were preparing for this episode, I, you know, I was excited. He was like, I'm bringing some tobacco back. And he was like, um, you know, uh, maybe we can use it for the tobacco talk. And I was like, what, what are you bringing back? And he sent me this photo and uh, it- it's tobacco that we'd actually just gotten in the shop recently. Um, and-, and so I was, I was really excited. Now um, it- it's funny tonight, Bo, I am actually smoking uh, and enjoying uh, this blend. And, and what's odd about that is that uh, this blend features a good portion of Latakia. Yeah. And, and as our listeners know, if they're longtime listeners, I'm not a Latakia smoker. You know, I, yeah. I, you know, I, 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 I've tried it multiple times and occasionally I like a bowl for, for this and that. But uh, man, I, I'm a, I'm a solidly Virginia, Virginia Perique guy. I like Burley. Uh, you know, occasionally uh, an aromatic thrown in there about as often as I like an English blend or something like that. Scottish style mixtures, I'm okay with uh, Latakia being used as a as a condiment leaf, but um, you know, he- heavy Latakia blends, I'm just generally not a fan of. But uh, the Bankers is just hitting something with me that um, I don't know. It's kind of challenging uh, my my thought process on this a little bit. Well, you know, it's interesting because I, I walked into this uh, tobacconist and Fox actually has another blend called The Squire. Yeah, which I, I know, right? We actually, uh, uh, Pappy Joe tweeted in, he said, that's a really good blend and yeah. obviously we need to pick that up well, here at, uh, at and The Squire. I, I almost <laughs> got that. It was not cheap, you know, I mean, good quality yeah. tobacco uh, rarely is cheap, but I mean, it, was, it, it wasn't it was cheap and so I knew I was only going to walk away with 110. Yeah. That was obviously going to be the choice except I kind of smelled it. I was like, okay, this is very aromatic. Yeah. And then this, uh, this had a kick to it that I was really interested in and then he told me that it actually contains uh, some actually uh, some Cuban cigars actually kind of now, in, in this particular blend, in this right? particular that's blend right in the that's right um, so what's what's wonderful about this and well first let's talk about uh, Fox a little bit yeah, yeah, so yeah. this is uh, a um, old fashioned tobacconist uh, real old school I don't did, did you get a sense of that as walking into the the Absolutely. shop in London over there uh, of course they're in Dublin as well and uh, they've been around for a very long time these tins used to be tinned. Uh, my understanding is in Dublin, but they're now attended by Planta in Germany, uh, which is the case in a lot of these uh, kind of smaller boutique tins now. A lot of uh, a lot of these have moved over to uh, you know either German or Danish production, uh, you know, so on and so forth. But anyway, so it, the blend has changed some over the years. But you're right; it's got a um, a, a nice dose of Latakia, but you've also got focus on Virginias, and the highlight, of course, is the Havana leaf, uh, which just right. kind of gives it a really nice cigar flavor. And what's what's interesting is most cigar tobaccos that I smoke, you know, c- cigar pipe tobaccos that I smoke that feature cigar leaf, um, 
you know, they, they're, they're okay. They're generally pretty, um, pretty rough, real robust, uh, super, uh, you know, in your face when you think cigar, uh, for those that know a little bit about cigars, you might be thinking of these, uh, you know, real, uh, heavily spiced, you know, cigars, maybe have a double Hero, you know, all this kind of stuff in it, just real, <laughs> right, right. real pepper bombs and all this kind of stuff. A lot of times when I'm smoking cigar leaf to pipe tobaccos, I get that. But, um, with the bankers, uh, from James Fox, I, I'm really, uh, thinking of more of just a real nice medium bodied, maybe a Cameroon, uh, wrapper or something. Uh, you know, I think of like a, Arturo Fuente Hemingway or something. It's just got a real nice, mellow, medium body to it uh, with just enough of the Latakia kind of bringing up the background to mm. make it uh, just a super pleasant smoke, man. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm very fond of it. So um, it's one of those two. And matter of fact, we'll open this can yeah, up. Yeah, crack it open. Um, yeah. And of course, uh, th- this can looks a little disheveled because uh, your, yours truly has been in, <laughs> enjoying it. But uh, yeah, the bankers, it, uh, you can see it's got, you know, just that variety of uh, Virginias and uh, probably a little burly in there and, um, you know, some Latakia, but the, the cigar leaf, I think really stands out and that's probably most of that kind of, uh, deeper brown in there. But yeah. why don't you give that a, a whiff? Have you had a chance to smoke it yet, Bo? I have not. I know you just, you just touched down. Yeah. Cause like I, you, yeah. <laughs> I just got back. Yeah. Plus I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to transition this to a jar and, but I wanted to bring it in for <laughs> yeah, show idea. and tell purposes. But, uh, yeah, you know, that, 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 that flavor really does kick you. And you know, what really got my attention, not just the way that it, uh, the 10 note, but also, you know, the fact that we've had a lot of people write into the show and asking about, hey, I've got a friend who's really into cigars and wants to get into pipes. What pipe tobacco should I recommend? Yeah. And it's always been Man, kind of difficult, what a, kind of, yeah. you know, pairing them. But this is clearly, I mean, ma- almost made with a cigar smoker in mind. Golly, right? what? No, no doubt about it. You know, I, I don't know if that was their intent, you know, initially with mm-hmm. this. Of course, mm-hmm. this, uh, you know, particular blend has been on the market, I'm sure, for some time. But um, yeah, wow, that would be an incredible entree into the pipe world for someone that uh, likes a uh, medium to full-bodied cigar and also you know enjoys nuanced flavors but would still enjoy the experience of a pipe and uh, and even the more nuanced flavors I think of the pipe because uh, you know obviously as you smoke this bowl uh, through each and every puff you're going to get more and more uh, distinction with uh, you know just as those leaves and uh, you know sugars bake in that in that chamber yeah so, uh, yeah. yeah man I, I was real just real pleased with it and um, yeah I highly encourage you to take it out of that and probably put it into a mason jar or something like that to kind of kind of kind of protect it all yeah. right so so do, and y'all do y'all sell this here or, or how uh, do you we I actually just have a sample of it right now but yeah. uh, we will carry it in short order at the country squire yeah, and uh, if you are in the area you're welcome to uh, swing by and grab a sample of it so we've got yeah. plenty for that yep sounds good so really tasty yep um yeah odd for me to like find a latakia mixture that like um I don't know. Just pushes my buttons. Well, you know? not not all Latakias <laughs> are, are equal. There. Well, That's they're not. Thing. You know, and and obviously, again, I think the highlight here is not the Latakia; it's the cigar leaf. But um, you know, with my experience of this, it's got more Latakia than probably I'm typically uh, interested in, and mm. still, it's it's just very pleasing to me. So, um, all right, moving along, we've got uh, a really large, uh, very expensive. And yet, exquisitely <laughs> delicious <laughs> tin. This is a Solani Silver Flake, and uh, this is their 100-gram tin, uh, blend 660. On the top, it says ripe red Virginia and spar- spicy dark-fired Kentucky. Um, so, again, this is an, another tobacco that uh, is made in Germany. Uh, and it's interesting. You think with Guten Solani, uh, you know, it, it sounds more uh, Italian or, or something like that. I, I believe the Solani... It comes from a Latin phrase, and I can't remember exactly what that means, but Solani is a uh, the brainchild of a, a German tobacco manufacturer. They wanted to come up with a series of tobaccos that were all very high-end, uh, extremely mature, complex in flavor, uh, no topping, no uh, casing, uh, you know, additives or any of that kind of stuff, just real, real sophisticated tobacco. And so yeah. the Solani series is obviously what they've, what they've come out with in that. And so, uh, some of the, you know, the real popular ones, uh, I'm sure, are, you know, regular pipe smokers may have heard of are, you know, the Age Burley Flake, the, uh, Solani, uh, gold label that's, um, gosh, it's 663. It's got the Perique in it. God, that stuff's like a pepper bomb. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, you know, they've got several, uh, but, but the silver, uh, it, it comes in this really uh, handsome, large silver tin, and uh, and and I'll open it. What's interesting about this? Oh, and huh. Of course, it's a flake tobacco, but it comes like that. It comes like this. So so you open this tin, 
and uh, you know this is something we'll talk about but it's it's in a um it's like shrink wrap it's in a cellophane bag and so um and and i'm gonna take this out of here bo so you can see it but if you're if you're listening imagine imagine like a huge uh thin flake that's really long like maybe i don't know I don't know, eight inches long. That's been folded on top of itself. Oh wow, that's and all so, one piece. Yeah, you see that? That's like one one piece. It's probably it's like a foot long. Wow. And then folded into I don't know. I guess uh, folded twice so it can fit into this this cellophane bag. But you know what that um, remi- you remember uh, shredded wheat? Like yeah, when you used to be. I mean, like you know, you get the mini wheats now. But yeah. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Imagine a mini wheat, but it's like a massive size. But like, like the big one. Yeah, yeah. And you just put one of those huge things in your bowl. In and your bowl. And you kind of mess it up while you're while you're. Yeah, eating that. that makes me oddly hungry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this this kind of reminds kinda, me of that. It kind of does. It's just a really large um, flake. It's just a really large flake. Wow. And so uh, what they've done here is uh, they've put the dark fired with the sweet Virginias and um, created a blend that I think is 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 peppery. Um, but the dark fired, I think, kind of takes the takes the forefront here. So think uh, our friends at uh, Orlick Golden Slice and Orlick Tobaccos. They've got the dark strong Kentucky. Uh, think kind of in that realm, except I think a good bit less smokier. So oh, uh, real okay. nice and mellow. It's got uh, you know just some of that pepper that kind of brings up the background. Um, you know, I think the the interesting thing about this tobacco is how it's packaged. And uh, yeah, what what's fascinating is that this is not a vacuum sealed or a sealed old tin at all even brand new this sin this tea this the scent this this sin is tealed <laughs> can you believe this sin is not tealed i i you know Th- that's, this, this that's tin, why you need tobacco jesus to, that, that's, to teal your sin for to, you to teal your sin for you uh, it, this this tin is not sealed and so you know you've got a you've got a tobacco that's in this cellophane bag and then it's inside the tin, but that's that's it. The only thing holding it all in there are a couple of uh, you know stickers and a little label that kind of wow. holds it together. But um, so this is not meant to have a long shelf life. It's though. not. And if you get this tobacco, uh, you need to immediately take it out and put it in some type of uh, some type of jar. I, I'm I'm just convinced of that. Huh. Uh, you know we. Uh, had a had a real good friend that went to another tobacconist recently and uh, was just kind of going through some of their older tins and found one of these um, uh, Sam Gaywith tins from a few years ago uh, that is similar. It was one of their, um, gosh, I forget the name of it, their special edition tin from a couple years ago, but uh, it was packaged similarly to this. And um, you know, he was so excited because he was getting this tin. It was real, real special edition thing, but he opened it and it was like, you know, just powder because it just kind of been sitting out like that. So that sounds um, like a Henshaw story. Yeah. It, and it, and it was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was, uh, but yeah, it's one of those, you know, things, if you, if you get this tobacco, I really encourage you to immediately take it out of the tin and, um, and put it in a jar. Man. I, I really do. But, right. um, especially, uh, you know, for the amount would that you, you're going to spend on this tobacco. Um, or like put it in the jar. In no, its I probably full, wouldn't. Folded. Yeah, I'd probably just put it in its full folded form. I tend to not like to break apart uh, any type of flake tobacco, um, you know, until I'm ready to smoke it. Yeah, I it guess just that way it gives it, the leaves a chance to continue to marry. Mm-hmm. And um, and to me, loading the pipe from the flake, uh, just rubbing the flake apart and tearing the pieces apart, watching it light uh, piece by piece, that's kind of a part of the fun for me. It's such an interesting thing because, of course, when you see the tin itself, I mean, it's, it's such yeah. a beautiful there, – there's a specialness to it's it. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Like, it, it seems like you are getting something that's very premium. It, it seems like this is something spe- – it, it almost reminds me of, like, a case for, like, a really high, high-end watch – yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that kind of tend to it. And so, and then you open it up and then you got this, you know, the, the plastic wrap, which seems just kind of an odd pairing. And then it had to find out that it's not fully sealed. It's just, it's interesting. To yeah. Me. It, it, it was definitely an interesting combination. I, you know, when I saw this, I kind of had a hunch that that's how this particular tin was packaged. Right. But, um, but I, you know, regardless of the packaging, I highly recommend this tobacco. It's one of those that, uh, again, on the 100 gram tin, you're going to spend a little more at the Squire. Uh, this tin will cost you about $30. Uh, you may be able to find it a little cheaper elsewhere. But, um, but excellent tobacco. It's just got a real, uh, nuanced flavor. Uh, uh, I think a sophisticated use of the dark fired burley um, that uh, just gives it enough of the smokiness to make itself uh, present, but not overwhelming. So mm. I think for uh, Virginia fans and folks that, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, just real natural grassy flavored tobaccos, I think you'll enjoy <laughs> this. But 
you know, if, if you're a wary of the dark fired Kentucky leaf, then I, I think this would be a good one for you just as, uh, uh, you know, something to kind of round out your palate some. Interesting. Yeah. All right, man. Great We're... tobacco. Really have enjoyed smoking it. So. Excellent selection. Yeah. It's amazing. Me, of all people, uh, tonight, as I was getting ready for the show, <laughs> uh, chose to smoke the, the bankers rather than right. uh, rather than this uh, beautiful um, you know, Virginia and uh, aged burly flake here. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Well, you got to mix yeah. it up from time to time. Yeah, I mean, you know, it. it so, so it goes. You know, and that's the thing, man. Especially you being a uh, a tobacconist and, and someone that people go to in terms of recommendations. You yeah. can't you can't just smoke what you like. You have to kind of keep yourself fresh and. Uh, be open to the possibility that a lot of Kia yeah, might come along. Yeah, but I, but I can just smoke what I like. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I, there is an element of, uh, you know, having to, you know, try it all and be open minded to it all, and also not trying to force my own tastes on uh, other folks. Oh you man, know, that's which good. Is, which I'm a, obviously a big proponent of. I, you know, y'all have heard me say over and over just. Um, you know, how much it grates on me when people try to force all pipe smokers to go down one path. Um, man, forget that. Yeah, I, I want people to smoke what they enjoy. So, um, but anyway, a couple of great, great things here, uh, brought to us tonight. We've got the, uh, the bankers from, uh, James Fox and, of course, Solani, uh, Silver Flake. Man, it's good. Good and, stuff. You know, of course, the beautiful thing is as you smoke a tobacco and it becomes your favorite, you can really cake in a bowl and, and make it the right right pipe for the right blend. But when you're trying new tobaccos, it's good to have something that you can uh, use to test out a lot of different things. In fact, we, we mention it all the time. It's important to have a, a, a pipe in your collection specifically for that reason. That's and right. We recommend a corn cob. And when we recommend corn cobs, you know we're recommending Missouri Mearsham. Missouri Mearsham, of course. Man, we got two pipes from Missouri Mearsham sponsoring this episode. We got the Pony Express. That's right. Which I love. I, I just love the name. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, we got the Pony Express and the Mizzou, like Kalamazoo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Pony uh, Express, man. Both of these pipes, by the way, have actually have a very similar bowl, kind of a long style bowl. Yeah, kind of a, almost a taller chamber, right? Yeah, yeah, You've got yeah. kind of an elongated stack there. Uh, yeah. The big differentiator is actually uh, the stem and shank here. Yeah. Now, the Mizzou has a longer stem uh, that tends to be bent at the end. Um, and, of course, you're looking at the uh, at the yellow uh, acrylic plastic there. That I just love kinda, the yellow with yeah, the Yeah, it, it kind of gives it a real nice touch, I think, to, to round out the color frame there. So, really good. The Mizzou, uh, yeah, I don't know if this was actually officially named after it, but, of course, the um, University of Missouri... Uh, of course, is referred to colloquially as oh, as Mizzou, and so okay. uh, I don't know if there's a you know connection there or not, but um, if there is, uh, go go Tigers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Pony Express, it's got kind of that uh, longer uh, shank to it. Yeah. What do you call what do you call that? Uh, the when it's when it's the yeah. Long? I, I would I would actually call that a Levat because the longer shank paired with the shorter. Uh, saddle bit stem. Uh, right. Typically, I see that referred to as a lavat. You know, if if we talked about a longer uh, oval shank with a uh, tapered stem, we'd we'd be probably talking about a Canadian. Uh, do these things apply to the corn cob world? Yeah, tonight, of course they do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it, man. The Pony Express, in particular, you can almost imagine the, uh, you know, the 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 guy, uh, the conductor standing on the side of the train, smoking his pipe while uh, getting everybody on the train before it takes off and everything all aboard all aboard pony express here we go <laughs> just be watching out for the uh you know the the robbers oh uh, yeah oh yeah the, the uh to come get the uh the the, the banker wild west style yeah <laughs> <laughs> they, they they were they were, it was a train robbery to get the banker right <laughs> from the what it's like never mind go ahead i'm just glad you don't have any more uh any any more uh stuff to spill <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, hey, great pipes from uh, from the good folks at Missouri Mirsham. Check them out if you've got either a Pony Express or a Mizzou. Be sure to uh, take a picture of yourself smoking it this week. We'll retweet that out on Twitter. Yeah. Big thanks to Missouri Mirsham uh, for supporting the show, and we thank you guys for supporting them. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Pipe question of the week. All right, man. Pipe question of the week. Yeah, this is a good one. Okay, man. This actually comes in from Tony 
uh, Cullum, who says, uh, are there specific shapes of pipes that work best for different types of blends or cuts? Now, this is actually a really good question because it's yeah. one that's been asked yeah. about three or four different ways, mm-hmm. uh, both on Facebook, Twitter, and emails and such. This is one that keeps on coming up. Yeah. One of those questions, too, that, uh, of course, is going to have a variety of answers depending on who you're talking to. But um, <laughs> obviously, I think the um, the number one thing to think about is, uh, you know, bowl size uh, in comparison to nicotine tolerance. So <laughs> if, you, if you're smoking a really strong blend, uh, you may just want to put it in a smaller bowl and, uh, and not smoke as much of it. But uh, aside from that obvious point, um, you know, I, I, I tend to see that a tall... A uh, cylindrical shaped bowl uh, seems to work for some reason uh, really well for Virginia tobaccos. Um, and I think the reason for that, uh, just in my own experience, and, and also for flake tobaccos as well, um, but I, I think the reason for that is because the bowl, and this is just me conjecturing, I, you know, because I was a physics major in college, uh, I definitely was not. Um, you know, the bowl. Uh, has less uh, for a taller, uh, more narrow bowl. It's got uh, kind of less surface area exposed to the uh, the outside world, and so it tends to be a little easier to keep lit uh, if you've got a taller bowl like that. And with Virginias, you know, the the key with Virginias is not smoking a tobacco. Uh, too fast because those natural yeah. sugars will just bite the crud out of you. You know what I mean. So uh, it, it it's very important to keep Virginias. Uh, kind of nurse them along and kind of puff them at a cadence that allows you to to just let them do their own thing without having to overwork them. Would a Virginia go better than with like a church warden? Uh, it might. Yeah, so it's it, a longer. Stem it might just the longer nature. stem kind of gives it the ability to cool off. But it, it's not just the heat though. It's the actual. Um, it's the actual. You know, sugar in there too. It's something right. about having to smoke it slowly is really important. Um, and and but I but I do think you're right that that would probably help as well. The um, the, the, the smaller opening in a bowl though, for some reason seems to help, uh, Virginia tobaccos for me. And also just a tall bowl, uh, it kind of develops the complexity as that heat kind of barrows, uh, you know, down within the, um, you know, the belly of that bowl. So, um, so I, I like that. I tend for some reason to smoke English blends in a large, uh, kind of wider bowl. Um, they tend to smoke a little cooler, uh, for me. And then, uh, you know, I can also tend to keep them lit a little easier and, and kind of, kind of puff more liberally. Um, th- those are really my only two, um, you know, things when it comes to bowl shapes though. Huh. I, know, I know there's a lot of theories out there about, you know, do you go with a conical bowl, uh, versus a real cylindrical bowl? Um, you know, that the drill bits and all those kinds of things. I really don't have a lot of opinions on those, to be honest with you. But, um, but, but I have noticed for Virginia tobaccos and flake tobaccos as well, um, you know, that I think a tall, uh, cylindrical, um, you know, kind of narrow bowl really does help with that. Flake tobaccos are, are fun to smoke out of a bowl like that, uh, because you can see with each, with each puff, particularly right after you lit the bowl, you can see with each puff kind of each new little piece of flake catching fire and expanding mm. and, and, and it expands as it catches fire. And so what you'll see is, uh, you know, right after your you know first few puffs, these these leaves they're, are almost trying to escape the bowl, kind of climbing <laughs> over the edge. You know, it's really uh, really a lot of fun to watch. It's real uh, real real magic. Man, I'm a nerd. Golly, I wonder, <laughs> I'm, I'm about to up it. I wonder if Aragorn was smoking uh, some flake tobacco in yeah. uh, in the first Lord of the Rings movie. Because remember, he's like sitting in the uh, the this like dark of the. <laughs> Of the pub or the bar, and and like the, the hobbits look over, and like yeah. he's only lit up by his his like the sparks coming from his pipe. <laughs> you remember this? I, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I I don't know. There you go. <laughs> Great question. Yeah, good, really good question. I you know I wish I had more um you know kind of knowledge to share on that on that to be honest with you, but I you know for me I think the large. Uh, or taller, you know, narrow bowl is uh, is key, you know, particularly just for those Virginia tobaccos that I enjoy, and also flake tobaccos. But um, it, you know, if our listeners have any, we'd love to get those in. Feel free to tweet us at Squire Radio uh, to uh, to share some of that with the rest of the world. Yeah, let us know what your favorite pairings up of uh, bowl size and yeah types of tobacco, bowl shape, and all that. Yeah, love it. Quick fire with the Squire. Quick fire question. Bring them, son. All right, so these are actually from me this week. Oh, okay. You know, in, in my in my trying to get reacclimated back here to the states after my uh, going and getting in touch with my roots, I decided to go a uh, a, a London versus uh, U.S. Um, uh, quick wow. fire questions. You ready for this? Yeah. Okay. Go. Fish and chips or chicken fingers and fries? Man, I, I'm sorry, but 
bring on the Zaxby's, like I <laughs> or canes or what? I mean, you know, chicken fingers and fries, man. That's it. You know, the first time I ever had fish and chips was actually at a local pub that we have here. Uh, was it Finian's? Finian's, yeah, and yeah. I, I, I had a pint at Finian's just the other night. Man, matter, a, matter of fact, listening to Country Squire Radio uh, watcher and listener uh, play guitar live. Oh, that's there awesome! That night it was a lot of fun. That's yeah. awesome. But anyway, I, go ahead. Well, so this is uh, this is actually uh, I, I got it there and I got the fish and chips and then I forgot that I ordered fish and chips and and I thought that it was just <laughs> chicken tenders and fries. Whoops! And so when I first took a bite of the fish, it didn't taste it, like chicken. Oh man! And it ruined the experience <laughs> for me. And so it was not until many years later where I find myself in the uh, the city of my ancestors where I sit down with with fish and chips, right. knowing full well what it is. Right. And, uh, and then with, it was chicken. And it no, it was chicken. It, <laughs> <laughs> it was the chicken of the sea. No, it was uh, it, it was delicious, man. It was absolutely delicious. And you know they serve it with like these mashed peas. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But I gotta say, man, yeah, chicken fingers are way better. <laughs> hey, we're <laughs> I mean, in the south. If give we're me being a, honest. Give me a fried chicken tender anytime. All right. Uh, warm slash room temperature beer or ice cold beer. Okay, the, man, gosh, don't make me pick. It kind of it, does depend on yeah, the Yeah, it, it depends on the time of year, too. Mm. You know, in the South, um, you know, obviously in Mississippi, we, you know, it it, it feels right now in the shop like a swamp, right, right Bo? Right. So could you imagine drinking just a nice warm lager <laughs> here just served from the, you know, the back of the shop, just having sat there at room temperature? Like, no, I want a really crisp cold beer. Yeah. You know, but, but there is that time kind of in the, you know, autumn or or winter time where you do want uh, more of a room temperature beer. I, I don't know. If it, on average, I probably uh, would like just something real crisp and cold, real frosty. Yeah, you know, on, I, on average. That's good. I mean, because you're exactly right. It's it's difficult to choose warm beer with just as just destructingly hot as it is right now. It's amazing we can live here. It really is. <laughs> it really is. It's a is. miracle where technology allows people to live nowadays. But if I had to choose between a cold <laughs> beer and the heat or a uh, you know warm slash room temperature beer yeah. in, the, uh, in the kind of cool, I would go for that every time. So yeah. I'll, I'll go with the warm, quote unquote warm beer. Because yeah. it's not warm, it's just room temperature. No, it's just more room temperature. Yeah. All right, bangers and mash or a sausage dog? What's a, what's a bangers and mash? Oh my gosh! I bangers. probably should know. So but, bangers and mash, yeah. uh, it's 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 sausage. It's what they call uh, ring sausage, but we just would call it link sausage. Okay, yeah. Um, but like but like brats type of sausage, not like breakfast or anything. Right. Okay. Right. Uh, and it's it's cooked. It's like char cooked, and okay. then served over mashed potatoes with this gravy. This like. Yeah, I've never had that, but I'm gonna have to go with that. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I, as much as I uh, would would like a sausage dog right about now, I, I yeah, just just sign me up for that. Oh, it's so fine. I'm on the bangers and mash up train. It's, it's as good. it were. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go there as well. <laughs> and then finally, pub or bar, and let me explain the difference. Here. Yeah, yeah, do that. So far as I can understand it. So pub and is, are of, these technical or are these like bow conjecture? This, this is more of my. This is my analysis based on okay, experience. Okay, well, go ahead. And, and, and some explanation in, in terms of people that have traveled both in and out of the UK. Okay. So the pub experience is you go to the pub and you buy your beer and food at the bar and they bring it to you, but you have to pay for it all in the bar. You pay for everything up front. Like okay. you don't open a tab, you just pay for it as you go. This is a pub. This is at a pub. Okay. And even if you want some food and that sort of thing, they don't have like a wait staff that comes in and checks on you, everything. You just buy it, you sit down, they bring it to you. You have to tell them, you know, at the bar what table you're sitting at, they just bring it to you. At that point, you've already paid for it. So okay. Okay. At a bar, you know, they've got, you know, you can open up a tab, you can sit down at the table, they've got, you know, the wait staff will come and check on you and get everything that you need whenever you need it, that sort of thing. Assuming they're paying attention to you. Okay. I I, 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 if, if that is the definition, then I prefer a bar, but, but the feel, when I think of pub, right. I think of, I think of the country squire versus Macy's. Okay. Like the country squire being like the, sure. like the, um, you know, warm, cozy, disheveled pub. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know. There's something about pub that just kind of screams like cozy and classic, uh, classic, intimate, you know, they sell, they serve beer and, uh, tall pint glasses and all this kind of stuff. And, um, I, I don't know. And it, when I think of that, I think of, of pub. When I think of bar, uh, I think of a bunch of drunk college kids uh, and loud music. Yeah, yeah. A bar, <laughs> you kind of evokes imagery or yeah. the sounds of loud music. Pub is more of conversation, jovial I think so. type experience. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, that's good. I think um, I, I think that's probably fair. I definitely, uh, yeah, I, that's the visualization that comes to me. Yeah. Although for me, either way, man, I, I, I tend to enjoy the pub style. I mean, yeah, obviously yeah. The, the conversation over the loud music I'm all about. Uh, in terms of the, the pay system, though, right. it drove me crazy the first two nights I was in town. But then I really learned to appreciate it. 
Because you didn't have to like wait for the waiter to come and check on you and stuff. It's just like, no, handle your business. Yeah. All right. No, that's good. I, I, I'm very needy though. So I like people <laughs> to come wait on me hand and feet. Right. <laughs> it's very important for, uh, uh, you know, folks to come around and, uh, you know, offer to refresh my drink and that type of thing. But, yeah. uh, but that's just because of my codependency. So. Well, you know, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Hey, uh, we got a tweet in from uh, Russell. He's at the Lavender Goat on Twitter, and he says, I feel the same way about bowl shapes and the tobacco I use. I tend to use wide bowls or conical-shaped bowls for English blends. So That's uh, good. Just his, just his feedback there. That's great. Yeah. Man, that's a uh, great quick-fire question. Good. Yeah, that was great. Big thanks to myself for coming up with those. But Man, hey, we, we, yeah, whoever that guy was, he did a he did a fantastic job. Uh, several misspellings, but a really good Yeah, job. well, that's how I roll. I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, y'all uh, Y'all send in some quick fire questions to us. CSR at potisteri.com. Your thoughts, your comments. Listener feedback. We got some great listener feedback, but first we want to uh, mention our final sponsor for this podcast. Uh, you know them. We love them. We're talking about this pipeline. This pipeline. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Our friends at thispipelife.com, of course, what they've done is uh, really gotten aggressively behind integrating uh, social media and modern uh, design with a you know online uh, pipe community experience, mm-hmm. uh, as it were. So just to uh, integrate uh, you know, uh, our pipe community, think of not your grandfather's pipe community, but kind of a new, fun, interactive way to enjoy the pipe world and uh, and pipe culture, uh, you know, and, and also to, um, you know, give you the opportunity to, uh, you know, plug in social media and pictures and, um, you know, all kinds of Instagram and tweets and things that, uh, you know, our generation, I think, is really fond of and, and, and to connect to other pipe smokers. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a great website. We hope you get on there and enjoy it and uh, and become active in it. Uh, be, be sure to register. Registration is free and um, it's a lot of fun. Yep, absolutely. This pipelife.com is the place to go for it. All right. Uh, first listener feedback coming in. This is actually an iTunes review. You want to uh, take that one? Yeah, this is from Croat. Croatone81. He's on iTunes and he says, favorite podcast. I subscribe to a handful of podcasts and this is by far my favorite. The content and production are both excellent, but the banter between these two good friends is what truly sets this one apart from all the others. Uh, yeah, we do have fun with our banter, don't we? <laughs> uh, Bo and John David are always entertaining, genuine, and positive. Uh, I needed to hear that. <laughs> that Am nice? I positive? Man, to, yeah. I, I don't know. Well, you are on the show. Okay, on the show. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a real jerk when you meet him in person. Not a jerk. Right. Come on. No, that's, I'm kidding. That's not I'm the kidding. one-to-one. Right. Uh <laughs> Yeah, you'd say something else, but we're on air and this is family friendly. <laughs> uh, no, he he goes on to say, uh, they've become a great addition to my weekly routine and a reminder that our pipe smoking hobby is in great hands now and going forward. I was thrilled to hear that John David recently became um, the owner of the Country Squire. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, a gentleman I've never met and a shop I've not had the chance to visit. Uh, that is a statement to how much I've enjoyed listening to this podcast. Can't say enough about how great the show is. Keep up the great work, guys. Uh, me and Croatone, thank you so much for uh, the the kind words, and uh, we appreciate the well wishes, too. Absolutely. You actually got some more well wishes from a Tampa pipe smoker who right in and said, in, uh, congrats on the new ownership. Any plans to expand selling tins online? I looked, and unless I missed it, I didn't see anything. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're hoping to do that uh, it, down the road. It's not an immediate thing, but um, you know, we've got a larger selection now of tins, and, and I would like to get more of those online. So uh, not not within the next few weeks or anything like that, but our goal within the next year is to get uh, much more of our inventory online. That would include uh, our pipe stuff and our in our tin tobaccos as well. So, uh, you know, look for that to evolve. You know, right now our, our website is really centered on our, our house blends, which, you, you know, if you're watching live, you can see behind us here. Um, and, and we're very proud of those. We work really hard to, for that. I was uh, talking with a, a dear friend of mine uh, in the industry this this weekend about uh, just a couple of other tobacconists in the country and what their, you know, breakdown of tobaccos versus cigars is and all this kind of thing. And uh, man, it's just rare that a, that a shop like ours does so large a percent of its bit of its business in hand blended tobacco. And, and even today in the pipe world, it's just not a, um, not a very common thing. So we're very proud of that. Our, our website currently is very uh, centered on that, but uh, look for that to diversify some just to, um, you know, obviously give you some more opportunity there to uh, buy other cool goodies on uh, on thecountrysquireonline.com. <laughs> That's good, man. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, finally, we got a tweet in uh, during the live show tonight from uh, Ryan Odin or Odin Ryan at 
Odin Ryan on, yeah. the, on Twitter says, I love your show. Watch every week. Really missed you guys last week and glad you guys are back. Well, hey, Odin, we appreciate that. Hey, be sure actually to check out the uh, podcast feed, though. I know uh, several of y'all who tune in uh, exclusively for the YouTube channel yeah. you may have missed it. Last week, we had a, an, an excellent interview. Um, and so we want to encourage you to go check that one out. It was actually with JDSmokingPipes.com. Yeah. Uh, really, really great discussion Jim's there. Jim's a great guy. So, yeah. yeah so, uh, so wonderful uh, interview. Uh, even if you uh, do men, uh, maintain that uh, the YouTube is your preferential way to engage with the show, we still encourage you to check out the podcast. Uh, you can find links to the podcast at CountrySquireRadio.com. You yep. can, of course, tune in for the live show, though. Say you're a podcast listener, but you want to be part of the live show one night. Uh, you should join us. We are live every Monday night at... 6 p.m. Central Time. That's 4:30 Pacific, 7:30 Eastern. Uh, you can also follow us throughout the week. You can follow me at the Real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at, at underscore Country Squire. And of course, the show's Twitter handle is at Squire Radio, and all that information and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. Dude, this was fun. I had a great time tonight. I, I just I feel really good getting behind the saddle with you. We had some awesome. Uh, tobaccos that came out that I just I love the energy that's come out of the last few weeks here um, you know there's a lot going on in the pipe community right now even some news we uh, didn't discuss we might talk about in future episodes yeah, but yeah. Um, you know but but there's just so much good going on right now and it, it's I feel very positive and uh, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be here well good man I'm glad I'm <laughs> <laughs> Me as well. You know, it was it was beautiful being in London. It was great experience and everything, but it's rough traveling by myself. Yeah. And actually, as, as I'm sitting here talking to you, we got uh, our live studio audience here as well. And I think about the time, like, it seems like we've all traveled together a lot <laughs> in the last past we have, several actually. months. We have. And so uh, I actually thought about both of y'all a lot as I was uh, out on the road solo and that, uh, wishing yeah. we could all kind of hang out together. Yeah. Um, Maybe someday we'll get to uh, get to light up a pipe in uh, the beautiful United Kingdom together. You know, so we'll there's, there's a pipe show somewhere in there, I'm sure, right? Surely. Maybe we should start one. <gasps> Country Squire Radio International, baby. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> this could get expensive. <laughs> it could get really expensive really quick. Hey, one last thing before we officially sign out. Yeah. And that is, um, we, we had been mentioning on the show the last couple of weeks that next week would be our big uh, Pipe Clubs Around the World episode. I think I'm actually going to postpone that. Being out of town for a week really threw me off on yeah. a lot of stuff, okay. and I really want to. Well, it make gives sure. our folks a lot more opportunity to, um, you know, to to get prepared for that. Exactly, yeah. and I want to I want to work more directly with the pipe clubs, kind of leading into it, just to make sure that that you know everybody who wants to get in can get in, and, and we've got all those channels of communication together. So um, look for more information about that at the top of the show next week. But just a heads up, hey, if you're still planning on getting your pipe uh, club together next week and tuning in for the show, you know what? I think you should do it anyway because I think it's a great way to to get people together. And, and uh, you know, have kind of an excuse to have have your pipe club together. We love when people look at us. We really do. <laughs> I really don't. I'll be really honest. I really don't. <laughs> well, one way or the other, we we do. I'm hope, bashful. We do hope that uh, you'll stay tuned and, and we'll get that that show together for you. I think it's going to be a blast. But I want to make sure we do it upright. So I think a few extra weeks will definitely help there. But man, let's go have a night. See you, brother. been listening to Country Squire Radio. For more information on this and other shows, please visit potisteri.com.